God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely seeking some sort of healing from a trauma. There are incidents in our lives that endeavor to scar us, challenges that in a moment of time turn us about, sometimes as much as 180 degrees. But as I have lived out the last weeks and months, I am challenged on a daily basis with the daily tasks of life. What do we do when our daily routine is no longer routine? How do we deal with juggling many new things along with all the old stuff we've been dealing with? Where do we find the strength to carry on? How do we bear up under the weight of the everyday? If you need the keys and truths concerning this topic, give a listen. 24 7 52. That's all the hours in a day, days in a week, and weeks in a year. There rarely seems like enough time to accomplish all that we need and want to do. There are the responsibilities of family and work and our own personal desires for advancement and fulfillment. And our personal desires can sometimes clash with the responsibilities we have with family and work. So how do we make it through every day? Besides the trauma of our past and the stories of today's newscast, the everyday task can be vast. In the onslaught, will we stand fast? We are pulled left, right, and upside down. The waves crash about us trying to drown. Through it all, will we smile or wear a frown? Are our eyes on task or upon his crown? So easily our schedules are derailed. All our plans have faltered and failed. But remember, all to his cross was nailed, so that his truth and power can prevail. In the day-to-day struggle, his promise is true. We have his power to make it through. We face each task with a Christ-minded view, knowing every moment his mercy is new. Learning to set priorities is a great key to accomplishing, in a satisfactory manner, all the things set before us. I remember a Tuesday morning a few years ago, mentally juggling all the things I had on my plate that week. What do I need to do and what needed to be done first was the question. How to figure it out was the sought-after answer that wasn't appearing. In the midst of this, my pastor called me that morning and said, that a few people were gathering together at the church to pray and worship. Would I like to come up and join them? I'm on my way. When I arrived at the church, worship music was playing in the sanctuary, and a few folks were scattered about. Some were sitting, some pacing, but all in pursuit of the Lord. I chose to sit down in a chair towards the back, and I began to worship in the Spirit and to approach the Lord. What am I going to do with all the stuff on my plate? It didn't take very long, but an answer came. In that peaceful moment, in that moment of worship and seeking the Lord, he spoke to me these simple words. Do the time-sensitive necessary thing first, and then do next what brings you joy. If you don't have any clean socks, perhaps the first time-sensitive necessary thing to do is your laundry. 
If there's no food in the house, then the time-sensitive thing would be grocery shopping. Some of these things are fairly easy. The challenge is to properly prioritize all the things in your life. That's usually where things get difficult. But the answer of the Lord to me was, once the time-sensitive thing of the moment or day was done, do what brings you joy. The kingdom of God is made up of righteousness, joy, and peace. And these are all gifts to us because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are to live in the righteousness that Christ clothed us in, and in joy, and in peace. That is kingdom living. Kingdom living does not exclude the everyday matters of life, but it places the everyday matters of life in proper perspective. We need to stop being circumstance-oriented. There will always be challenges in our schedules. Rarely are they life-and-death decisions. Though, if other people are involved, they may endeavor to make you feel that way. How we act or react to each situation will be determined by our mindset. Our mindset should be based firmly in the righteousness, joy, and peace of the kingdom. Here's some truth that will help you cultivate the right perspective. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Before tackling the everyday things of life, what we will eat, what we drink, what we will wear, perhaps we should spend a bit of time in worship and praise and thanksgiving. When we surrender to the Lord and worship and pour out our praise and thanksgiving, the atmosphere about us changes. It smooths the rough edges and reduces the friction of life. Many years ago, I had a reoccurring dream. Usually the Lord speaks to me through a knowing within my heart. But at that point in time, he chose to speak to me through a dream. It reoccurred three nights in a row. It was a very short, simple dream. I'm in a room that's small, and the room is cluttered with stuff all over the floor, and I can't walk around to do anything or get out of the room. The fourth morning, as I pondered the dream, the very simple answer came to me. Your life is too cluttered, and you need to streamline and get rid of some stuff. I've been using the analogy of juggling and too much stuff on my plate. These are common words and phrases that we all use to describe all the tasks in our lives. In the literal sense, I have successfully juggled three balls at one time, but never anything beyond that. I could never get past a third ball to stay in the air, let alone a fourth or a fifth. So how much stuff do you have to juggle? How many things are on your thing-to-do list? Now, I'm going to be honest, I am a list person. I actually have multiple lists of lists. And every once in a while, I read through them all and usually just shuffle things around and organize the list better. But sometimes I even get a few things done. It's called being organized. Sometimes writing a list just makes us feel good. It's that I recognize there is a problem and I must do something about it. I'll write it down. But do we honestly ever do something about it? Getting honest about extraneous things can be very liberating. 
I recently had a cancellation of a job that gave me two days to do whatever I wanted or needed to do. I chose to catch up on spring cleaning in the house that was years overdue. I was able to clean out a bunch of old cassettes, both audio and video, that had been sitting in my entertainment center for years gathering dust. I dumped out two five-gallon buckets full of them. I got rid of multiple cassette cases and reorganized my entertainment center. Now to look at my entertainment center is delightful to me because it is less cluttered and I'm rid of dead weight. This may seem like a simple or even trivial action, but if your physical surroundings are cluttered or unorganized, it slows you down mentally. Disorder does not bring peace. Then, of course, there is our mind or our hearts. What type of old clutter exists within us? What might we be holding on to that is slowing us down? Are we still carrying dead weight from our past? In North America, spring began on March 20th, and according to the calendar, will end on June 21st. So you still have almost a month and a half to do some spring cleaning. Doing it in the physical usually helps me challenge myself mentally to take inventory and clear out old cobwebs and things in my heart. Having the habit of being organized will help you deal with sudden surprises that add difficulty to your schedule and life. Clearing out junk both in your physical and mental house brings peace. Consider the instruction we find in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Two verses before this, in verse 6, we are told to rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. So with an attitude of rejoicing, we are to control our thoughts to think things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, with virtue and praise. So when you finish listening to this podcast, it might be beneficial to take an inventory of your thoughts today and yesterday and see how well you're doing. This is the time to get honest with ourselves. What is our reaction to two more things being added to our list of things to do when it's already crowded? How do we react to more pressure? Jesus gave us a promise and a command that is contained in John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The last two items in the verse are actually commands. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, isn't a suggestion. Jesus commands us to control our heart and not be troubled or afraid. The great thing is that at the beginning of the verse, he gives us the key to controlling our heart. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. You have his peace abiding within you. There's nothing you need to work for. All you need to do is claim that promise 
and be peaceful. Simply speak the promise of God over your life. I am peaceful. I have the peace of Christ. It is his gift to me. It is part of the kingdom, and I am a kid of the kingdom. As we stay our mind on the truth that God is faithful to his promises, that God is not a liar, we will be at peace. It says so according to Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Unfortunately, our minds at times can be like one of those dogs that runs out the door any chance it gets. It runs all over the place with no specific destination. It just runs around. We need to learn to fix our minds, our thoughts, on the Lord. Then he will keep us in perfect peace. When the schedule we have prepared for the day goes sideways, we need to ask the Lord to redeem our time and make things work. We cannot let the simple day-to-day tasks steal our joy and peace. Things arise regularly that put a wrench into our schedule and intended itineraries. Delivery delays of work products have caused scheduling problems. Damaged and missing items and such have pushed me back and bounced me around this last week. All this confusion and long drive times back to my home has tired me out so that I am a week late in posting this podcast. I want to stay faithful to posting every week to bless the many listeners who faithfully wait every Monday morning for a new podcast. As much as I want to stay faithful, I can't allow myself to worry or fret about this scheduling challenge. Another wonderful challenge to my list of things to do is I recently lost my bookkeeper. So now I have months of invoicing and paperwork, my fault, not theirs, that I have to catch up on, but I am endeavoring to be joyful about doing it. I have the blessing of being self-employed, but that also gives me the responsibility to do the paperwork or hire someone to do it for me. Life is work, and the sooner we accept that, the sooner we have control over life instead of it having control over us. Our reaction to the twists and turns of life will determine whether or not our stomachs are twisted and turned. To worry about something you can't change or have no control over is sin. Why let the world around you control you? Why not be joyful and peaceful as you face these challenges? When these opportunities arise, take the time to look at each one and reach out to the Lord and say, Okay, What are we going to do with this? Don't react with fear or throw a pity party or complain about how things always go wrong. Being challenged is a part of everyday life. It is up to you how you will deal with these things every day. Listen to this from James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2. My brethren, Count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The word temptations in verse 2 has its root in the word trial or test. 
So when we are tested in many different ways, we are to consider it joyfully. The reason is that as we are challenged, our faith is tested and it builds patience within us. And patience, when it has its perfect work, we become mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Trying to embrace the idea that once you become a Christian, all obstacles are removed from your path and we walk down easy street with a halo over ourselves is not right. If you read the book of Proverbs, you will see that many of the challenges we face are mentioned in its chapters. It also gives us practical wisdom on how to prepare and deal with these opportunities. There are 31 chapters of Proverbs and usually 31 days almost every month. It's a good exercise to read the corresponding chapter to the day regularly. There is much wisdom and power to be gained if we read God's Word every day.